Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty It's time to get this party started tonight You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs Your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs Yeah, that's Amy Walsh Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix Shall we go? We shall all right. Oh, okay. Should I, I open us up like a uh, like charm? <laughs> Not opening me up. <laughs> it is news and dubs, and it's me, James Sharman slash Dan Wong, coming at you live from the internet. I <laughs> uh, just kid. Uh, hey, it's JC <laughs> with Amy Walsh and uh, Jimmy B. This is the captain's edition of news and dubs. Uh, a little lighter squad today, um, which is cool. We got a lot of red cards. Uh, James <laughs> Sharman, he uh, got booked for eating some bad uh, pies. It was mm. the uh, it was the pies that didn't quite make the cut, and they were sitting in the back. And James said, "Well, well, I'm not wasting any money on this." As we know, James is a frugal fella, so he went back and he ate the pot the pies that had been sitting in the sun. Um, I think it was a, a chicken ball tea. Um, but it was a faulty chicken balti. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that because it's knocking his business. <laughs> and then Mr. Dan Wong is driving the roads right now uh, on his way to uh, New Brunswick. And then our own Craig Forrest found a place to live, which is very exciting. And so he is now uh, building that house. Uh, hopefully it'll be done in time to put all his cats in there. Yeah. But the, instead, the foundation is good Wi-Fi. <laughs> you know, we built this house on Wi-Fi. <laughs> we built this. <laughs> uh, speaking of cities, <laughs> I know that's that was my segue. I didn't really have an ending to that segue, but there it was. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> good. Better than Charms, who's shitting through the eye of a needle right now. Poor Charms. <laughs> And then was that your segue in the city? Yeah. 
hundred percent. I thought you guys would run with that. How how good were they, by the way, this weekend or this weekend the other day? It's they scary. were good. Right, Friday, very good. Yeah, I know. Can I say that Still when when Holland takes out his hair, mm. like it's it's ridiculous. First of all, it's like that's a flow. Like that's a that's a flow. But to get a goal while his hair is down, that's like I mean, is, is that just sort of like a kick in the face kind of thing? Like I like, I'm already done, but why not just throw one extra in at the end? It's like a big yeah. Viking. It's a bit of a yeah. It's a bit of a statement, isn't it? Do you think that's where he gets all of his strength from? Yeah. His hair. <laughs> well, what's it like for you if you played with your hair down? Because he's got long hair just like you. I, I mean, there's a reason why you put it in a ponytail, isn't it? So it doesn't go in your mm-hmm. face and the opponent's face getting whipped in their face. Yeah, it's a, he it's was a shaking pain it as well. It's a pain in the ass. Oh, but there is actually a, a real thing when you're when you're playing sports and you've got a ponytail, whether whether you're a guy or a girl or whomever, you get the ponytail whip. And you get that really? in the eye? Oh yeah, <laughs> you're you're going down. You're hitting the deck because that that shit hurts. Could you use that as like to your advantage? Like if you know that you're like you know challenging somebody, could you just whip your head like your head around and smack him in the face with your braid? Oh, for sure. Because I mean, some of those get pretty hefty. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's good girth in the ponytails. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could even hide stuff in like razor blades or oh yeah, you know, shivs. Yeah, sure. Even mm-hmm. like grease, and you can just run it along, you know, somebody's leg or something, and then it just all slipped I up. I think set plays would be great, wouldn't it? I'd be yeah. just standing there shaking at anybody trying to mark me. <laughs> to tight. Be like Jimmy, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I like, see. <laughs> What's the longest hair you've had, Jimmy? Um, I had hair probably down to here, and it was like a little bit of a flow. Mm-hmm. So but I like those... it because, and then I used to wet it before games when I was younger. Of course you would. You're probably wet. insufferable. Like wrestlers do before they come out. Yeah. <laughs> always out. Amy, what's the, well, we all know about your bowl cuts. Yeah. Back in the day. But when did when did your your flow get like when you decided to give up the bowl cut and just let it go? That was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Well, she- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And would you consider bowl cutting it up again? Yeah, that's uh that's a much no, I would not consider it. Okay. I think you suited the uh the Lloyd Christmas look. <laughs> <laughs> That was back when when my mom was cutting all of our hair herself. And uh, yeah, that was not a good look. Just got the bowl over the head? Yeah, but I, I've had all kinds. But I love the, uh, the the pro wrap. You know what you put on the, the ankle before you put the ankle tape on? It's like yeah. kind of the spongy stuff. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Baby I know Jake's that. just like looking like blank look. I had a pro wrap the, the other day with, uh, <laughs> yeah. from Subway. <laughs> Bowl eat, eat fresh yeah. it, it was not fresh maybe that's what charms had that's right yeah oh that's so good um but so i would whatever my like sort of hairstyle i was rocking i i usually put that in and kind of kept kept the hair out of my face because going back to howland like he he doesn't need the you know locks down locks up like he can just score it well basically right and just run amok Right. And in, in terms of like breaking down the other team's defense. But like I can't couldn't stand having hair in my face, whether it was short or long or whatever. It had to be tied up. Even a long ponytails I, I can't deal with. 
have to like loop it again so it's not flopping all over the place so that that ponytail whip that should be in my arsenal i'd never used it but that can also could that i mean have you ever had it get caught or say a hand comes through and gets caught and gives you like a tug on the on the ponytail because i can Mm. see that (laughs) or does that ever no i'm not kidding i'm serious like could that be maybe you're you know you got an opponent who's really you know, like, uh, and just grabs and gives a yank. Like that's, that could be a thing. No, I, it's never happened to me, but I've been on the field when somebody's done it to somebody else. And what's the, what's the, what, like what happens then? Uh, oh, all hell breaks loose. Oh, cause it's just, just one of those things that you can't, you can't. Is that a no, no, right? is oh, that a no, no. Yeah. And like in, in women's football, that's a no, no. So if someone pulls a hair, all hell's going because. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be in men in, in, in any kind of football, right? You're For not sure. grabbing anybody's hair and, and giving them a pull, are you? I think it'd be quite funny if I was playing a game <laughs> and my teammate's hair got pulled. <laughs> I, would, I would start laughing. I'd be like, you just got your hair pulled. There's actually, there's a YouTube, like I'm sure if you just Googled it, there was a girl who played maybe about a decade or so ago, maybe for like Arizona or something. Is it NCAA? And I don't know if it was just in one game, but she was just like a shit disturber and she was fouling people like really heavily, like awful, awful fouls. And then she pulls a girl's ponytail uh, back and the girl just absolutely hits the deck. Like it's awful. Oh, and I, I think saw she that. was a, she was a repeat offender as well. I saw that. She, was I'm crazy. Amazed she never got, yeah, never got red carded. Yeah. I saw that. She was just beating the hell out of everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would I that be that. almost the equivalent of like a below the belt shot or a boob elbow? Yeah, I, I think it's even more underhanded than that. Yeah, than a than a boob shot, It'd be like a crotch shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah kicking yeah. somebody in the nuts. And yeah, I think it's uh, you're having the same conversation there. Dirty tactics, right? Yeah. yeah, or you just go by and just give a little ball flick like that. <laughs> a flick, yeah, <laughs> a little flick. Be like a nipple flick, I guess, would be the equivalent. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey, how about my forest, by the way? Three one, they needed it, man. Oh, did they ever? We needed that one big time. As soon as, as soon as Bonanotte scored, I thought that was it. And then Brennan Johnson misses a penalty, and then, luckily for us, we end up scoring three. Gibbs White little penalty ninetieth minute to finish it off. But it was a monster game for us. Pulled pulled us out of relegation, which was brilliant. Atmosphere was awesome there. You're sitting just right above it now, right? Yeah. We still got a couple of big games left. Winnable that we think. Winnable. And the fact that it was against Brighton too. Yeah, and they're everybody's been talking how good they are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, Which they are. You can't take anything away from them, but no. I think tactically, I think Forrest got it right this match. Because what were they were they hadn't won in like eleven? It's like some terrible stat. Forrest? Yeah. Yeah, we were on a little run there. We we're getting drawn. Yeah, that's quite the slide. Lost yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well uh, needed. And Brentford beating Chelsea as well at Stamford Bridge, 2 0. Yeah. Do you like the then? pictures of Lampard? He's like, hmm. <laughs> like, terrible <laughs> results. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought that Chelsea in 11? You know, like it's, it's, it's really, in, and then Newcastle up at three. You know, and then Brighton doing as well as they are, and and then even like it's it's such a it's such an odd year, I guess. Is mm-hmm. but that's that's the Premier League in general, though, right? There's there's always teams that are are moving up, teams are dropping a little bit. I mean, Chelsea, you would never expect that because the amount of money that they spent in the off season, 
they were the highest spenders. So you thought that they were going to be up competing for, for a title, but they're just going the opposite way right now. I don't know how they're going to get out of this. But then you look at Aston Villa as well. Remember Aston Villa at one point were down near the bottom relegation. They've pushed themselves up to six now. Now they're actually going for that yeah. UEFA spot. Right. You still got Liverpool as well. They've, they're picking up a little bit of ground. Good win against West Ham. Another three mm-hmm. points. And then they've got um, they've got the Spurs on the weekend. And I think I, I like Liverpool in that contest because Tottenham seem to be on a slide. Yeah, they've got their own issues, don't they? They seem Sorry, to always have <laughs> Oh, it's fine. I've I've given up. Um, I, so, I enjoyed the game yesterday. Who's your team now? Who's my team now? Yeah. Uh, probably Forest. I like Brighton. Actually, I love the the town of Brighton. I I think it's just brilliant. Like it's like I hung out with some gangsters and played poker at four a.m. with some folks there once. It was fantastic. But um, I don't know. I mean, I can't just be that jumper around. But I can see the best thing about being on this pod and not being the most well versed in the game of football. Not to say your extent, but say I'm I'm a good fifth out of six of all of us. Um, I know more of it than say Craig. Did you just put Wonger in a basement there? No, I put Craig in the basement. <laughs> no, I can't. Um, but I can see I can piggyback. <laughs> would, hey, would you say that you're more knowledgeable than Wonger? Uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yes, so you, you're saying that you know more in about certain- the game than Wonger. So you put yourself in fifth, <laughs> yes, I'm putting myself well, not- strongly in fifth and Wonger. Wonger is a, like Rock a bottom. good, he's a seventh or eighth. No, but I will, I will give it <laughs> seventh I, or eighth I, out of six. Wonger can, can seriously <laughs> know a ton about anything about sports, period. Like that guy's like a, like a, he can jump into any, but see, that's the thing about Wonger. He can jump into any conversation about anything and know a bunch about it, even if he doesn't know about it. It's very impressive. Well, Wonger, until he asks those questions where he keeps making us explain all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times have we, we, yeah, like how many times have we explained, you know, the Champions League or the UEFA Cup? This is why I don't, this is why I don't talk very much <laughs> because my, my answers are not, or questions would be much more not bright, like that statement just now. Not bright. I think we should have, we should have a footy prime nine questions bringing it back. And it should be a rapid fire or like a game show situation between you and Wonger. Yes. To see who's not last in terms of football knowledge. Who's yes. not the worst. I <laughs> think that's a great one. Let's see who's, rock who's not the worst. The group. Yeah. That's right. I think this and would be good. We can get it. We can get it sponsored by the sixth worst beer in the world. Whatever <laughs> that is. <laughs> Sponsorships. <laughs> but back to my team. I see because of you guys, I can confidently jump on any of these teams as as a bandwagoner because I have you guys. You know, like Liverpool, I got you two and Sticky Magoo, and then I got Forest, and I got you know West Ham, and then I got uh, Brentford with with Wonger, obviously, and then so you know I'm pretty good. One way or another, I'm I'm going to be in hopefully in the in the top ten. I think that if we if we follow through on this little contest for who's the worst, who's in six, I think that should dictate who you support. So right now, looking at the table, that would make you a Villa supporter, at least through the end of this season. <laughs> I don't want to be a Villa supporter. 
<laughs> but you, it, it, we would make it so I, you would have to so be I, based on the results of the competition. This is true. So, uh, but well, if if then if it all goes in my favor, which I kind of doubt it will, um, then I'd be a Spurs supporter, which puts me right back in the situation. But chances are, Villa's going to overtake Spurs. So you know, at some point, I'll be back there. So speaking of uh, speaking of the Prem, what do we got this weekend? We got some games. What are some games we're looking at? Should we do? Is it a bit early? But should we do some footy picks? It is a bit early yeah. for footy picks. It should we put early. that on the burner, or should we do footy picks now and then continue because we're already there? It would be like we do backwards supper sometimes at at our house, so the kids get dessert first and then they and then they eat their supper after. All right, bring on dessert, Danny picks. Dickio. Are you ready? Yes, sir. DJ Mellow D. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. Is that, does that work? So you give them you give them dessert, yeah, and then they eat their dinner after. Uh huh. So you I just mean, it's want not all a... the sweet to the savory after. Yeah, but the kids love it because sometimes if it's something coming over from from Zaza, so that's JP's mom. So some of the older cousins couldn't say grandma when when they were little, so she became Zaza, and she's an amazing baker. So there'll be like a chocolate cake like sitting on the counter. So they're not focused on what I made for supper anyway. Just be like, here, have the cake, enjoy the cake. And then here's your supper. It's great. Don't you think sometimes just life should operate that way instead of like having it on the horizon and doing all the work and then to finally earn it, just have it, just enjoy it. And then carry on. I think that's a great idea. Backwards supper footy picks. (laughs) 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 Jimmy's reluctantly on board. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, you can you can let the cake sit on the shelf, but Amy and I will get into the footy picks. That's right. On Saturday. Yeah, Force has got Brentford at Brentford. That's a must win for them. Palace and West Ham. That's another big match. West Ham need it. And they then Brighton, Brighton, Wolves. Brighton Wolves and Brighton still trying to push for that sixth spot. So Saturday, some decent games. And then on Sunday, you got the big ones, right? You got this actually... Scottish FA Cup semis, Rangers Celtic, another big one. Alistair Johnson, mm-hmm. he'll be looking to, to get into the final and win something. And then you got Man City against Fulham, which is going to be a massive match. Man United and Villa. Villa's in that spot now. They're trying to push up and get into that UEFA spot, which you'll need that. Man U needs to win. Southampton's in trouble. I think they're done. Yeah. They've got Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle at, at St. James's Park. Which That's probably, a scary one. Which is like no chance. That could well, be see, seven nothing. That one, that one is. I mean, the the odds on that are ridiculous. So I think for for, for I might throw a, a couple bucks on Southampton to draw. What are the odds? Can, uh, I got plus four fifty. So maybe you know plus four fifty on a draw. I could see that. You, you Jimmy just said he he could see seven nil, and you're and you're saying uh, a draw. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think in the last in in you know in uh, extra time maybe seven goals to tie it up, <laughs> make it seven. So you're, all. you're you're talking about a team that has just scored ten goals in the yeah. last two games. Yeah, they ran out. They're 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 out of goals now because they only had the ten for the three games. You see, so if you do your math, Jimmy, uh, that means they have no goals left. So now I'm going to put Southampton to win. They've actually put 17 goals in their last five games. Oh, well, then they're way over. 
So yeah, you think going, you think Saints are going to draw? I don't at all, but <laughs> but the money looks good. Let's see. If I put a buck down, I, I win eleven. So I'm placing that bet. Bet has been placed. That's another wasted hmm. bet. You have, well, what's what's a what's a good lock bet then for this weekend? We got to give um, some good advice here. I would yeah. take a city city over a Fulham. Mm-hmm. I like Liverpool over Spurs. Yeah, that's a good one too. And then I would take I'm taking Forest over Brentford. What are the odds? That's, that? that's a big one. So Forest over Brentford. Uh, Forest is plus four fifty. So that's a that's a huge one. So maybe that's the bet right there. Hmm. Let's do that. I'm, I'm locking it in on five buckaroos. That's twenty seven fifty. That's a that's a meal out for all of us. The three of you us. You didn't anyway. really have to. You didn't really have to be talked out of your your Newcastle Southampton bet, did you? It wasn't no. that good, I don't think, to begin with. No, <laughs> not great. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't talk much. <laughs> Thanks, Footy Prime listeners. This is what you get when when James is sick. But how about um, so? Let's look at MLS. TFC's got New York City. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one at BMO Field. Mm-hmm. It's a game that they need to, get, need to get something. Yeah. And Montreal NYCFC sporting. as well. Um, they are more aggressive on the road, Jimmy. So how is TFC going to deal with maybe a, a more aggressive press? Are able to yeah. play out of it, build out of the back, get something going? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. That's a good question, but it's a it's a huge one because they've they've got New York City who's actually playing very well at the moment. They're in a good position after this, and think they've got New England, which is another monster game for them. So they're going through a spell right now where they're playing some top teams, which means they've got to be firing on all cylinders. And it's like what we say before when when teams are playing, you can't have passengers. And I think over the last couple of the games, they've they've had a few passengers on in matches that that weren't really pulling their weight, like some were. And they just need to find that balance where everybody's on the same page. Um, you hope in Senior now it's going to bring a little bit, a little bit something. Obviously, he connects up well with Bernadeschi. They'll get their opportunities, but it's just at the back they need to limit limit the opportunities and chances because that's where they've been killing themselves for me. Mm-hmm. What do you think Montreal of their kit, is- brother? What, what do you think about their kit? That whole community. I don't mind thing. it. It's not I, bad, I, it? I like that. I like that initiative for sure. That looked really cool. It's a really cool initiative. I like it. I saw one where the guy, where it's, you know, the, the gray and the white jersey, which I really like. I think it's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. And he just had all the, the different areas in Toronto, you know, like Regent Park, like the flats. And it looked really, really cool. I like the, I like the idea that what they're doing with it. It's a sharp kit. Mm-hmm. It's a good initiative. It's something, yeah. And it's almost something I think, you know, there are three MLS franchises, our Canadian ones, in Vancouver and Toronto and Montreal should almost do every year a community initiative like that. Yeah, I agree. Where, you know, because it, it's so important to create that that pipeline, that community feel where, you you know, the, the support is driven not only by, you know, the the how visionary the the club is and, and their initiatives and things like that and their performance on the pitch, but the, their connection to the to the community at large, but then also to that pipeline yeah. and, and building everything out and maybe even tying it into to, to CPL teams. I know that they're, you know, it's not officially part of the 
pipeline, but that would be good to see, don't you think? That MLS teams could kind of hold up the CPL a little bit. Yeah. No. That's community right there. Yeah, for sure. That's really that's that's truly like sort of the definition of community is you holding up like bringing everybody up from if you're at the top, you bring people with you. Yep. That'd be huge. For sure. And yeah. on in the women's game as well. And you know, the the great announcement with with Project Date and what is it calling an AFC Toronto City? Great name, I think Charm said. And that's the third team of the eight franchises that are hopefully announced by the end of the year. Um, and then these title sponsors that are coming in, but it's again, to your point, um, JC is that the community is everything. It's the entire landscape of, of soccer. So it, it doesn't have to be, it's not mutually exclusive. You know, yeah. you can be championing the women's game. You can be championing the, the, the second tier, the third tier, tier, the, the league ones and lifting everybody up via an initiative like that, which is really cool. I think what TFC did with that, that kind of community drive and that community, um, kit. Yeah. yeah, it's hard though too for for our sport because our sport is so it's so passionate driven, and that that community people have that that tie. And I understand what you're saying, football being community across the country, and we all work and strive. But you know, you still need those rivalries, and most Toronto FC fans want nothing to do with anybody else because that's that's mm-hmm. their club, that's who they support, that's who they love. Sure, they want to see the game grow. But do they want to play a role in that? Because they want to be the best. They want to be the champions. And probably Montreal is the exact same thing. They want to be the best. They want to be the champs. They want to be MLS winners. Right? Yeah. I think but that's I, why the Canadian Championship, though. Like, you know, you you sort of stoke those those rivalries, whether it's it's Vaughn Azuri playing CF Montreal or, or Forge playing TFC or, um, yeah. you know, Rovers upsetting like a, a, a CPL side. Like, I, I think that's kind of what what drives the, the the passion and the engagement with with the fans but there's no reason yeah. why these three MLS clubs I think can't recognize the fact that they're at the top of that pyramid and just sort of have a hand in, in helping it doesn't mean to say that okay because yeah. you're a TFC fan then you have to encourage a CPL side in the area that's not what I'm saying but I think from a leadership perspective and the people who are in the brass and and part of running the business side of it can yeah. offer a helping hand, not necessarily in terms of, of dollars and cents, but just in terms of visibility and saying, right. we're, we're here with you. We want to help pull you along because it helps us at the, at the end of the day, because you're, you're yeah. part of that pyramid in, yeah. in Canada. I think with, with Toronto FC as well. And, and I know they, I think they wanted to put a team in the CPL and the CPL said no, because they yeah. said we're not a reserve league. We're the we're the domestic Canadian league here, so we don't want your reserve teams playing in our league. So th- I know they they've reached out at some point, but they got turned down, which I understand completely, right? Yeah. Because the minute the minute you get a TFC two or Vancouver two playing in the CPL, then it just diminishes the domestic league. Yeah, that's interesting though, especially what Olivier Renard and Vasily Kremenzita as the sporting director and assistant sporting director for CF Montreal, they're the only club in MLS that doesn't have an MLS Next Pro side as part of their, like they don't have like a CF Montreal 2 the way that TFC do, and they play mm. in the PLSQ, which was just rebranded as, as League One, right? So you've got League One yeah. BC, Ontario, and Quebec now. But then Rita Zuhir... 
um, who's played with our U20 Canadian side and is a, is a good midfielder, played in five games so far this year. He just got loaned out to a USL side in San Antonio. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the, the club, CF Montreal, has had success in, like, say, a Jonathan Sirwa out on a loan um, to Valor and, and Rhea and a history of, of creating that link with, with the CPL in terms of guys on loan. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, is it driven by the player and the agent to send them to, to USL? Maybe there's higher visibility there if he, if he has aspirations to play in Europe or maybe to get seen by, by yeah. uh, UX MLS clubs. You know, so like what I, I wonder if it's just kind of a, a simple thing where it worked out. He's going to a strong side in San Antonio He's going to get good minutes. And it's from a development perspective, like for yeah. CF Montreal, that makes the most sense for him because he also extended his contract. Yeah. Um, or is it saying we recognize the CPL for what it is, but we we choose to not send our player there. We're, we're choosing the USL route. So I'm curious for your well, take on that, Jimmy, and with what you know about the CPL. Yeah, so, I mean, with the CPL is, well, you know, if, if I wanted to loan a player f- from Toronto FC, I can only take, I think it's two two or three maximum from that one club on loan, right? To each individual uh, CPL team or league-wide? Yeah, yeah so say I, I'm, at, I'm at Hamilton and I want to loan a player from – uh, a couple of players from TFC. Uh, there's a limit to what I can I can loan. Like I couldn't go to TFC and give me, give me six of your TFC two players to come play games for me, right? The, the league doesn't allow that, so you can only take a couple. But I know Toronto FC they they do loan up quite a few of their players out into out into the CPL. Montreal the exact same as well. Mm-hmm. Like Ray, Ray, you had your goalkeeper as well that was in Valor. Yeah, mm-hmm. So. You know they they do do it and they do loan the players out. Vancouver, I think uh, they've even loaned a couple of players out into the CPL, and it's good because at the end of the day, it's just they need the minutes. They have to play games, right? And it's you can keep tabs on them. They're close to home. But maybe there was just an opportunity where USL team was scouting and probably got on the phone and said, "Hey, we'd love to take this player on loan," with a view to buy maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Try it before sure. you buy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's like a test. Maybe that's what Charms yeah. didn't do. <laughs> that's what that's what happened. Yeah, he didn't do that, did he? Uh. <laughs> but going back to MLS for a second, just what's happening on the pitch. CF Montreal now, Jimmy. Sorry to say, more wins than TFC, despite yeah. the fact we're sitting below TFC in in the standings. Well, you saw the game CF in Montreal hand as well, on a bit of a roll. You yep, still have a game played. Hand. Yeah. So if you win your next man match, you're tied with us, and then you've got a, a game in hand. So that can't happen. Yep. Can't have much. On a bit of a <laughs> it might. No On way. a bit of you a guys, roll, and then you guys just look too good at the bottom there. Your shoulders must be killing you holding that table up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's starting to put some things together. Looking for maybe a comprehensive 90 against the Western Conference bottom dwellers in Sporting KC, the lone MLS team without a win. Yeah, you have Still to. looking to go into uh, Children's Mercy Stadium is what the stadium's called in Kansas City. So CF Montreal <laughs> looking to show no mercy as they roll into Children's Mercy Stadium. That's going to be a barn burner, eh, that game? Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, oh. I, I interviewed Bryce Duke at the end of, of last game. And I actually didn't know, but he is a homegrown Real Salt Lake player. And then his right. race got bought out by LAFC, and then he went to Inter-Miami, and then he's 
now in the fold at, at CF Montreal, but there's a little bit of a history with he and Aaron Herrera. And you were starting to see on that right flank and then Bryce in those kind of half spaces, nice little chemistry forming there. And then um, CF are on the, on the left-hand side um, and Schwanier in the middle of the park, linking up with, uh, with Lassiter and, and a four being that target man. And Wanyama, who had a sleepy beginning of the season, is all of a sudden, you know, the Wanyama that I think everybody expects to see. So the, the team looking a lot more solid defensively, a lot more compact, not as vulnerable, those long balls in the same channel and, and getting beat there with Camacho and Waterman looking a lot better. So I think yeah. this team really is something to build on. So looking for their third win in all competitions as they go into Kansas City. Your problem is you can't score. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. That's good that you're shoring it up at the back because what you conceded 17 goals in eight games. So yeah. you've got the fix out. so poor. It's just a creativity in and around the box. It's, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Five goals in eight the- games, that's not good at all. No, but the pace of Lassiter, you're, you're starting to see him stretch and create depth on, on the attack, which is creating more space for a guy like Duke to operate. Yeah. Just ahead of Schwanier and, uh, and Wanyama. But you, you got to keep Schwanier in the middle of the park for me. And the, the team's so thin on that left flank. And Iliadis, who looked well or looked, looked good um, there last game, got red carded, picked up two yellows. Yeah. Um, so some some resilience shown by CF Montreal to still get that win, and Schwanier gets kind of that second goal to seal the deal at the end there. Um, but kind of a, a character building win. But I mean, do you think um, just to shift gears a little bit? Um, I think it's only a matter of time before Schwanier gets a look with the national team, gets called in yeah. by Herdman. Yeah, you'd like to think so. I've I've always liked the way that he plays. I think he's. He's intelligent football. He's silky. He's got good touch, got good mm-hmm. range as well. Reads the game very well. And I think he's developing into this very good young footballer that can maybe take that step and, and play at that international level. And I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if they got some friendlies coming up that he would be one of the players that be might get a, get a chance and get a few minutes. Yep, I'd really like to see that. You certainly, if you're going, I mean, it's not all on merit, right? It's it's circumstance. It's sometimes it's injuries. It's whatever the squad needs. But but certainly with these with these Nations League games coming up, it might be. A, I think he deserves a look for sure. Yeah, Vancouver's got a big game as well against Colorado. Winnable yep. match for them. That would push them back up the table. They're looking a lot. Where are they than sitting just were. now? Uh, what are they in eighth? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a it's a big one for them. It's good to see because they, they were struggling at first, but then they seemed to turn it around a little bit. They drew with Austin last last match. What was it? Nil nil. Now you got a Colorado who's not firing at all cylinders, only one one match. So if they can get a good result there, I think that will bring a, a lot of happiness to that club. They're at home, okay. Yeah, because they they've been struggling away a little bit. I always thought, I think that one of the biggest problems too of Vancouver is playing in that stadium, but then playing on turf. You know, I think their game would be so different because they do have good players. They do have some quality, but as you guys know, that when you're playing on that artificial turf as opposed to grass, the game is played completely different. The speed of play is completely different. And you've watched so many times in matches where they get into those areas, but it's just that little bubble and 
you know, they can't wrap their foot around it because the ball's not sitting the way that it should be sitting on grass. And I think, I think it hinders them big time. Cause it's Do you think there's a chance that they get grass in there eventually? I can't see it. No. I don't know how they would manage it. Does the roof open? I don't even know. Who knows? I definitely <laughs> well, Canada needs more grass fields. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know how we you have feel lots about of it, grass. But... Like there's I'm lots of grass in the country. <laughs> Just pull some from outside. Yeah. And then we got the CPL as well on Saturday. Halifax Wanderers looking for their first win of the season, playing Vancouver, who beat York their last match. Athletic Ottawa at home to York United. That'd be a big one. York United obviously looking for their first win of the season. Ottawa's trying to get themselves rolling again and push themselves up the table. Calvary and Valor, another big match on Sunday. And then Pacific Forge playing at, for, at Pacific, which should be another big game. Two title contenders playing against each other. So there's a Jimmy, lot of football. Will you, be, will you be on one of these? Yeah, I'm calling uh, two games on Saturday. I'm calling the Halifax and Vancouver game and then Ottawa and York United. So how do you get back and forth? So qu- do you have a jet? Yeah, the flies on a, a private jet. So nice. I'll go yeah. out to the East Coast um, and then right after the match, straight to the wow. airport, jump on a plane to Ottawa. Perfect. And then they put me on a bus home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a, it's like on a school bus? You, yeah. yeah. So or you ride a, a scooter bus. home. Yeah. <laughs> so all of all those going. yeah right so all these games that we've been talking about um as far as picks goes um i gotta go with cf montreal is at plus 400 against boarding kansas city uh which is huge because plus 400 i mean for a win that's that's huge i'm i'm, I'm gonna take three games here i'm taking nottingham forest okay. i'm taking athletic Ottawa to be york and i'm gonna take TFC. No, I'm not going to take the TFC match. I'm going to take Vancouver to beat Colorado at home. Those will be my three hmm. from CPL, MLS, and Premier League. But wait a second, you. I don't know if you're allowed to you're bet on the sprinkling game in all the leagues. But can can you put a bet on a game that you're calling? Because I mean, you know oh, what I mean. Oh, like, right. you, you, you could start saying like, oh. Stuff. Yeah, but I, got, I, have, I have no control of what's happening on the pitch. Well, unless, Jimmy would like to think that, that he has control over what's happening when he's calling the game, but he doesn't. I thought unless, he did. Unless the managers listen to the call, and, and I'm telling them exactly That's what right. to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's probably not any regulations on on the, the commentators or the analysts or the play-by-play people and their influence on games, right? It's probably still yeah. frowned upon. But probably no regulations. Yeah. So what's what's your three games then from the three leagues? Mine? Premier League first. Prem, I like Liverpool over Spurs. MLS. MLS, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stay out of the CF Montreal discussion. I'm gonna say uh, a tie, TFC, NYCFC, because that's the way TFC is trending. Yeah. What are the odds on that? Good odds on that one, uh, JC. A tie, TFC and NYCFC. Let's have a look, shall we? That's a plus two fifty. Uh, so that's not bad. 
That's not bad. You could throw a couple bucks on that. Good value in that. Good and sprinkling then CPL? value. CPL, um, because I like Nate, I'm also going to take Atletico. Emphasis on Atletico, Ottawa. Did I say did I say Atletico today or did I say Atletico? I don't know what you did, but I just <laughs> wanted to get that in there. <laughs> Go on, to JC, get myself some Atletico supporters. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to go. Uh, I'm going to go with Forrest also. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with CF Montreal because I really like those odds. Um, and, and you, you sold it to me, uh, Amy. And then I, I guess I got to go. I was like, Amy, my name's Amy. There was a long pause. You? Before you... No, no, you said the right name. There's just a very long pause. Oh, I forgot what it was. So I was like, is it, hmm. is it Angie? Oh, no, it's Amy. That's, right. That's not true. <laughs> I once called my wife mom. That didn't go Oh, well. no. Yeah. I also used to call my teacher mom, and they were guy teachers. It was really weird. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I got I, I to go Pacific. Hmm. Oh, that's a big one. So those are my locks for the week. I like it. Well, that's good. What are we at? 40, 40 minutes? 42. Okay. How did 40 that happen? Minutes of just talking nonsense. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank everyone for letting me for my first and last chance to moderate on Footy Prime, the podcast. <laughs> you did a moderate job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you were tremendous. You're yeah. tremendous. You're one and only parents. That's fair. Who's going who's gonna to put a bow in it? Well, enjoy the weekend of football. Hopefully your bets come through. And thanks for listening. And keep buying newspapers. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Here for listening. <laughs> 